This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. I'm just kidding. Welcome back. It is episode 57, (laughs) July 19th, 2021. Hope everybody out there is doing awesome. We are back with you once again. We've got Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? And Jennifer Schmidt. (laughs) Hi, friends. You're supposed to go, hi, friends. Hi, friends. (laughs) And and have a long pause so everyone's like really anticipating hearing me talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It is, uh, yeah, it's another week. We're back once again. Uh, The heat is rising once again. We're back in the 90s, outside and here in the Pop Tournaments universe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Quick. Well played. Quick on today. (laughs) So how you guys been, Ryan? What's been going on? Um, not much. I mean, I, I it was actually a pretty eventful weekend. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but we um, I let's see. I mean, yeah, this was like the most eventful weekend I've had in a long <laughs> yeah. time. I guess now that I think about you it, you know, so nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing much. Just um, added a new member to our family. Went to a large scale event for the first mm-hmm. time in like over a year. Um, and yeah, so first of all, um, we got a new baby boy kitten named Bryson. Are we jumping cat chat um, to the beginning? Okay. We, we, yeah, we, cat we, chat. We, we can, we can kick it. Let's kick it down the road. I'm just kidding. No, we, no. Let's tell I, us about- I, I just can't, I can't not lead with that. <laughs> um, but, um. And then uh, I'll let uh, Jenny talk more about this, but we we went to a um, fun Pride event on Saturday night um, at First Avenue Mm -hmm. that was like fucking bananas and just (laughs) packed and raucous. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides that, as far as normal like content stuff, um, I've been binging this podcast called 60 songs that explain the 90s and it's on spotify it's a spotify exclusive and it's uh from the ringer people um and each episode is like 30 to 40 minutes long and they tackle a different song from the 90s Mm -hmm. and most of them are like big hits that are kind of like very much thought of as like 90s staples Mm -hmm. um like you ought to know enter sandman um um cream by wu-tang clan okay you know like that it it really runs the gamut as far as like genres and and types uh gonna make you sweat by cnc music factory like all kinds of shit but it's um 
they they take one song per episode and they really like break it down talk about the history of the song and kind of how it came to be mm-hmm. and then they um, will have one or two guests on to talk about it sometimes they'll have somebody on who's like kind of a musicologist and they'll like really break down like the chord progressions and the production style and the instrumentation and stuff like that and sometimes it'll just be like a personality like a pop culture personality mm-hmm. who will come on it and like talk about their experience with the song like one episode I, the enter sandman episode had david chang mm-hmm. on it um and just talking about like his experience with metallica and and that song in particular so super interesting and fun and like i think especially with this tournament we're in right now um very apropos to kind of where my brain is at yeah um you said there's but there's 60 episodes 60 episodes (laughs) they're not all out yet it's still coming out weekly but there's like probably 40 episodes or something right now okay okay so they've done 30 episodes that weren't about matchbox 20 songs uh i don't know i haven't i haven't really like gone through i'm, I'm kind of leaving it as a surprise i'm just kind of going no, through it's not that dark episodes, they so. don't have that many dark songs they, yeah they, they still want it to be family friendly <laughs> that is um, awesome I'm, I'm i'm gonna check that out i'm looking you always have great podcast recommendations mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and um, and then we watched a uh, a movie last night called Werewolves Within. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a VOD rental right now, I believe, but um, it's starring Sam Richardson, who um, you know is in all great things. Um, I think people kind of first fell in love with him as on Veep. Um, yep, a, as one of the assistants, and then kind of Jonah Ray or uh, Jonah, not Jonah Ray. Um, Jonah's uh, main, uh, you know, sidekick or whatever when when he uh, ran, but um, he's been in a ton of stuff since then. Especially now, it seems like he's popping up in everything. But he's the star of this movie. It's kind of like a uh, horror slash whodunit mystery slash light comedy indie. I, I don't know. It's 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 very much like genre mashup movie, um, kind of an ensemble film, and yeah, it it feels sort of um, like a a lower budget, weirdly for being like a quote unquote werewolf movie, mm-hmm. lower stakes version of um, uh, what was the one with um, uh. Daniel Craig from a couple of years ago with all the people. Um, Knives Out? Knives Out, ah. yes. Yeah. Uh, that that kind oh, okay. of a movie where it's kind of like yep. a, a big group of people and everyone's kind of trying to figure out like who's the bad guy, mm-hmm. you know. Fun. Um, but yeah, it was good. It's definitely kind of, um, you know, it felt very like indie mm-hmm. um, in spirit. and But I'd recommend it. It's a, it's a fun, easy watch mm-hmm. and satisfying. Nice. So... Lots of fun actors, lots of people you'll recognize from like comedy roles. Um, kind of his the 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 other leading um, actor in the film is I, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correct. It's like Melania Vintrube or something like that. Melana Vine okay. Vintrube, yep. uh, who is best known for being the woman in the AT and T commercials. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yep, mm-hmm. gotcha. yeah. 
Gotcha. Um, but yeah. So anyway, okay. those are my those are my two big yeah. pop culture recommendations mm-hmm. for the week. Adjacent. So Jen, what what was this event all about? Oh, um, it was how awesome. How fun was it? And <laughs> did my invitation get lost in the mail? <laughs> no, we had something going on that night. But yes, please tell me. Yeah, what, what was so going on. so it was like Pride Weekend Part Two in Minneapolis right. this past weekend. Uh, so we did a Pride Month in June, but then um, last weekend was also Pride Weekend here with a kind of festival going on in Loring Park, and then some big shows as well. So we went to a dance party slash drag show. Um, starring Simone, the winner of last season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, And, yep, at the iconic First Avenue. So, and it was a great time. We all spent the night pretending that we weren't old millennials, and we were actually (laughs) (laughs) 25-year-olds. You spent the night staring at your phone. Yep, and drinking vodka (laughs) Red Bulls. Yep. And being (laughs) in a super crowded club. (laughs) It, it was very sweaty, and we were full on there until, like, 2 in the morning. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, and then I, you know, so we were out until, like, almost 2 in the morning. Like, yeah, yeah we were out late. Like, the drag shows didn't even start till 11 o'clock at night. Oh, boy. I know. <laughs> and, yes. and then I was drinking Much Red Bulls all night, so I was, like, up all night, which meant <laughs> Sunday I had to be, like, on the couch all day. Um I, I, I can see John like he's got a he's got a little miniature robe. He's yeah. just drinking coffee. Like <laughs> he's two like, a.m. Huh? Are you gonna two a.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes I don't understand you, Mom. Oh. <laughs> so, but yeah. So I got to watch some TV and stuff. I had to binge watch some stuff because I was completely nice. out of commission yesterday because I am not a twenty-five-year-old, even though I acted mm-hmm. like one. Um, so I had to spend the day recovering. So I watched, um, the first, I think seven, there's still like three more episodes, I think, left of the season of, um, the show Physical on Apple TV. I watched the first episode or first two. I really liked it. I, uh, I'm going to wait. I'll give a full review next or in two weeks or three weeks, whenever it's all done. Um, I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it. It stars Rose Byrne, um, and it's on Apple TV. Um, it's set in the 80s. And kind of like, you know, it's portrayed as like starting thing. You know, she's a housewife and she's kind of like starting like the video aerobics kind of trend with that. So, you know, the show starts off with her, you know, in a big television studio, like they're getting ready to shoot an aerobics video. And then we fast like rewind five years to see how she gets there. Um, It's not about that really at all. Very much. Um, I'm not sure what exactly the show is about yet. Um, it's, I don't know. It's very well acted. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely interesting. Um, I don't know if it's like I. It was billed kind of as like a dark comedy. Um, there's not really much humor in it, and it's a, like fairly mean spirited in a lot of ways. Um, I'm hoping it's going someplace. Um, it's really interesting, um, and Rose Byrne is fantastic as always. Um, I love her, and she's doing a great job and creating this really like nuanced character. But I, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna give it the rest, yeah. and then I'll tell y'all what I think yeah. about it. Um, but then I moved on, That's and good. we watched um, most of the first season of Mythic Quest, also on oh, Apple oh, TV, nice. and that one's great. 
and much nicer. Um, it reminds me a lot of Superstore in that it's, you know, just very low stakes. It's not like hitting you with the laughs constantly. It's just like spending time with these like interesting people and kind of, yeah, building up yeah, relationships with them because they just, yeah, are fun. So yeah, highly recommend Mythic Quest if you want something that's just a nice, like, low-key time to spend Yeah, mm-hmm. watching a show. That one's really fun. Um, may, f- yeah, physical maybe, I don't recommend uh, yet. Maybe Apple TV, you know, as it when it starts to get colder and you want to stay inside and you can crank through a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that... You know, once because they're just they're still adding stuff. I mean, you got your Ted Lasso, which is very yes, good. Yes, that Lasso, comes back very, soon. We're excited you know, for that. So, yeah. Or, or when it starts to get hotter and you want to stay inside. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just the next couple of weeks might be a very good opportunity for that. Um, uh, yeah, it's fu- it's funny with physical. I'm sorry, just really quick. Oh, you're good. I, m- me and Becky watched the first, I think, two episodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, I really like that. And Becky was like. Mm, yeah, I don't know if I want to keep going with it. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, I'll probably continue watching it at some point. But so that's what I've been I've been anxious to get back to, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I mean, I think so, part of it is I wanted it to be glow, um, and yeah. it's not glow. It definitely it has glow, <laughs> and that's like, what I like, aesthetic. Yes, it does. Like from the like preview, I was like, oh, cool, glow isn't on anymore. Maybe this will yeah. like fill that void, and it. Definitely does not. It's very, very different. Very, very I mean, different. I, from I, I, I think. I think it it's, fills. It's like Matchbox Twenty esque <laughs> in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it fills the void of the spandex. Uh, it does, industry, and the curly so hair. There, and there is a void that it fills. It is. There is a void from Glow. I love that show so much. Speaking of voids that will need to be filled, I <laughs> finished, I think maybe all three of us did, I finished Loki, but I think maybe we can let that simmer for a couple of weeks and we'll we'll have a good time to <laughs> yeah. that finale yeah. in, in, in a few weeks. But um, yeah, so it's going to be tough. Uh, Dave is, is going well, but uh, now I don't have a Wednesday show because Loki mm. and Dave comes out on Thursdays. Um, did watch, uh, I think a lot of people have at least started to check it out, The Tomorrow War with... Uh, oh, yeah, I again. watched the second half of that. Oh, uh, see, I watched, Sam the, Richardson. I, I, I watched the first half. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, Ryan, it's got one of the uh, the birthday boys and Doughboys yeah. in it. So. Yeah, Mike Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, so it's starring Mike, I mean, co-starring Mike Mitchell and Sam Richardson from uh, right. Werewolves yeah. uh, Within. Oh, okay. Uh, it was, so I, and Jen, you know, uh, without spoiling, I'd love to hear uh, what you think, but the whole time I'm watching it, I'm going, but this is interesting. This is dumb. But this yeah. is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is dumb. Yes. And then I pause it. I'm like, this is fucking long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I I honestly did that five times in the, just in the first half, and, and I, had, <laughs> I I just had I had to work this morning, so I couldn't stop. Kaylee finished it, but I have not gotten to uh, ask her how it finished out for her. But Jen, what did you think of the second half? <laughs> um. Well, I just jumped in in the second half and could figure out pretty quickly what was going on. So. <laughs> So I definitely don't recommend, like, you don't need to watch the first half. You'll be fine. Um, 
Um, I definitely feel like what you were saying, like, it's like, like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. Oh, like, that's not not really the twist. But like, okay, that's how what's going on what happened with the aliens cool. And then you're like, but this is so dumb. And then they're like, yeah, you know, it's 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 just the stare like they go and they tell the military exactly what's going on. The military's like, we can't do anything about that. So they have to have their ragtag band of people have to go do it themselves and you're just like this is dumb <laughs> but I, uh, it's fun too like it wasn't it, terrible i didn't get up and leave like i walked yeah. in with a plate of food and steve was halfway through it so i was like all right i guess i'll watch some of this and then i'll go I do my food. thing and i watched the rest of it yeah. so i i i feel like if you replaced chris pratt with like tom cruise i would have already watched it by now yeah like that's just kind of my feelings about chris pratt right now i'm just kind of like <laughs> Can't get excited about there's, it. There's certain roles he's good in, and there's certain roles he's just so flat. Yeah, this is definitely yeah, one he, he was, was flatter. There was, like, he needs to have that ability to, like, the chance to do that comedy, because he can do the comedy really well. Right. Um, and, like, it's, it's not that he can't do semi-serious. Like, he was, he was good in Moneyball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you remember. You know, that was the first big role for him. Mm-hmm. So. Um... Well, we we also uh, had our uh, much smaller than usual uh, our annual Shark Week party. Right. Yep. And ended up being a lot of fun. I stood in front of the grill and made a <laughs> bunch of food. Um, made a bunch of shark steaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, were you grilling up sharks? <laughs> we had uh, we had random children, uh, <laughs> here, you know, children who didn't know each other, and I oh, okay. I feel like that's always a. <laughs> A weird. Th- they they ended up like getting along. Oh really yeah. Well, but, I, but I think that's always a weird thing when people are just like, oh, you're seven and you're seven. Let's just throw you in a cage together. <laughs> and they do. And they're friends. Not always though. You know, sometimes <laughs> you got an introvert, extrovert. But um, yeah, kids got along. That was that was fun and you know just fun times. Uh, relaxing in the backyard <laughs> with some nice weather and. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but. It's time for a new segment here. Before we get back into our tournament, <laughs> it's time for some cat chat. Yay! Cat chat, cat chat, we, cat chat. Oh, I I woke need... up my kitten while I was doing that. <laughs> oh no! See, we're gonna I'm be hoping I don't. We're gonna be talking about creative arts and technologies. I'm here for it. Oh, nice. But <laughs> you can look at my kitten while we're doing it. Oh my oh. gosh. So, so we got a name from Ryan earlier. Jen, what, why don't you tell us uh, what you, your new kitten's name is? And yep. So I got a kitten about two weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. so now, um, Jake, you are up for the next kitten. Oh, I thought you were just accusing Ryan of being a copycat. Nah, oh. never. Everyone should have kittens. Um, so, so the name and uh, Goose. He's named Goose? Goose, named after the cat in Captain Marvel. Um, okay. Nice. Yep. Who Great in that cat. cat in Captain Marvel was named after Goose and Top Gun. So he's a little bit that, named after both. So when people are like, oh, like Top Gun. I'm like, yes, like Top Gun. Yes. But like <laughs> and Top Captain Gun's Marvel. Nephew. Yep. <laughs> um, that is awesome. Steals the show. Yeah, but yeah, Jake, the, so now Captain you need to Marvel. get a kitten. So. All right, and uh, so far adjusting well uh, to the other cats in the household. Um, I mean they don't like him very much because he wants okay. to play, and they're all old cranks. So, I gotcha. uh, yep. So uh, they'll like 
Joy, I, I caught them snuggling, like, next to each other. Okay. So they don't mind the cat, but he likes to chew on them. Um, so then right. they hiss, and he does not care at all that they just hissed at him. So it's going fine. <laughs> good, good. Sometimes sometimes they can be very, very territorial. And, yep. You know, not not welcome newcomers, but you've, you've seen, the, seen the snuggle. Yeah. Um, and Ryan... How is Bryson uh, doing? <laughs> Bryson's doing great. Um, yeah. He's has a uh, well. First of all, I'll just kind of tell you the the story. Mm-hmm. We yes. uh, we really wanted to get a boy cat because um, our our last cat Josie, who passed away, um, was a girl, and the energy between him and Reggie, our other cat, had always been really weird mm-hmm. and so we thought this time let's po- let's pair Reggie up with another boy cat and see how that goes mm-hmm. um, so we um, we saw a cat that somebody or a kitten that somebody had on Facebook and we immediately fell in love with it and we thought it looked like a boy kind of I mean as much as you can tell from mm-hmm. looking at a kitten if it's mm-hmm. a boy or girl so we reached out to the person and she said it was a girl mm-hmm. so we were kind of heartbroken, but that started the like, fuck, I really want a kitten now. <laughs> yeah. And so like for the next week, I was just scouring the, Interwebs. the cat boards, <laughs> uh, you know, trying to find the perfect, perfect kitten for us. And, you know, talking to people because it's like kitten season right now. Like <laughs> everybody knows somebody who has kittens. Yeah. You, you were and, uh, chatting around the scratching posts. Oh, Lord. Was, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that is a message board. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, we I I found uh, this cat at uh, the Minneapolis Animal Care and Control, um, and she had ju- he had just come in um, like the day that I first saw him. And showed Becky and, um, you know, I kind of, we kind of simmered on it for a day. And then I returned to it and I said, I don't know if we're going to find a cuter kitten. Than this. Like, this is pretty Bryson perfect. is a very cute kitten. And, and it's, you know, it's in animal control. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of in like a, a dire situation sort mm-hmm. of as far as, you know, it's not like it's on a farm somewhere or whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like in a city building right now, you know. Yeah. Um, and so let's go schedule an appointment to at least go look at him. And so we did on Friday and we immediately fell in love with him and took him home. So he's, um, been really good and he, um, has been really fun to hang out with. He's really loud. (laughs) He likes to cry a lot (laughs) and, um, he, takes really stinky dumps <laughs> <laughs> and, and he pretty much like it's like clockwork like we'll feed him and then like five minutes later he poops and we, we we're keeping him separated so he's like his litter box is in the office that mm-hmm. I'm taping from right now which is also Becky's like workspace mm-hmm. and it's also adjacent to our bedroom so it's like this just always stinks we basically like clean up the poop right after he goes because it's like otherwise this is just gonna seep into the fucking walls 
because it stinks so bad. Yeah. But anyway, he's adorable. He's getting along really well with the other pets. Um, you know, they've had a lot of interaction just kind of under the door and stuff. <laughs> and then we've done a little bit of like face-to-face introduction, <laughs> especially with the other cat. And the two of them are so far hitting it off swimmingly. Uh, under the door action. That, uh... Yeah, I think that was a Led Zeppelin song. Right? <laughs> or something like that. Maybe, maybe it'll come up on one of today's albums. <laughs> Speaking of today's albums. yeah. Oh, that's got, right. Uh, oh, that's right. We have a point to the... our podcast. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the end of our first round and um, the first matchup we're going to talk about today is going on today. What um, And throughout all of this, we've had a lot of... Um, uh, uh, like big Grammy uh, winning mm-hmm. albums ob- also, you know, um, and uh, looking back a- again, it's just weird how much time has passed. Uh, so it was Ellen who hosted the 97 Grammys. Wow. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, these, all of these albums are from 96. So the Grammys that mm-hmm. took place in 97. Um, and I also wanted to bring up the Grammys cause I do, you know, when talking about this, it's so weird to me, their rules that, if if a single from an album that was released in 96 but the single isn't released till 97 then that single can win awards in in the next year mm. and i i've never liked that i've always felt like everything should just be based off of when the album is released album. you know i i don't know it, it's and you know it record is actually short for recording when they give that award out it's not the actual record Oh. album is the one that's the award for the mm-hmm. full album so um yeah but uh, again uh, a big a big winning album uh cheryl crow's second mm-hmm. studio album but kind of kind of her debut as a solo artist because she was with a collective um for that first album even though it was uh, released under her name um and then the title of the album cheryl crow up against rem's new adventures in hi-fi um, right now it's pretty much tied across the board yeah. on, on all the, uh, all the platforms. So, um, Jen, familiar with either of these? Yeah. Yeah. Familiar with both. Um, so, so yeah, I like Cheryl Crow's album. It wasn't my favorite of Cheryl Crow's, um, mm-hmm. albums though, personally. Um, I think it got a ton of play though. And I think that's why I don't love it because it, like, it was just constant, like Those singles were just yeah, yes. always being played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised it's so tight. I thought R.E.M. would have this, like, no problem. I thought this R.E.M., <laughs> like, R.E.M. would be in the, like, final four pretty easily. So uh, so I'm surprised yeah. it's exciting how close it is. Their R.E.M.'s final album with their original drummer. Um, their 10th album. Yeah, so we've had a lot of, like, first and second albums. Mm-hmm. And, and this is... You know, again, one of those more lasting bands and actually delivering good albums uh, towards the end of their career. Ryan, what, what do you think? Um, you know, I don't have a super strong opinion either way. I When I first saw the, the matchup posted, I kind of just stared at it for a second and thought about <laughs> not, not voting. <laughs> um, but, the, but then I thought about it and I was like, you know, I, I think Sheryl Crow definitely like her hits back in this era Mm -hmm. were pretty undeniable like they were really good songs Mm -hmm. Uh and i think the the rem of this era was not really relevant it was kind of like post um 
REM being a thing, you yep. know, in, yep. in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm sure there are fans out there who would, you know, fervently disagree with me. But I I think that it it should be Sheryl Crow winning this mm. because, I mean, if it makes you happy, every day is a winding road. You just um, want to have a there little are a couple, fun. Yeah, there's a couple other ones on this album too. I mean, I feel like there were a bunch of hits that were like really well, Santa solid was songs. On this, wasn't it? Santa Monica. I don't know, but this it, it for being like a second album. Yeah, um, it was definitely not like a sophomore slump. This was a no, um, you know, a progression mm-hmm. in her career. And I once told a long story uh, via Facebook post about how I, <laughs> I once met. <laughs> about how I met Cheryl Crow once and I said every day is a winding road and she used that <laughs> to, to write the song <laughs> um, because that's oh, how boy. funny I am oh, um, boy. but um, yeah that wasn't true I did not do that <laughs> You did meet um, Cheryl Crow. You just you told her all I want to do is have a little fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think uh, yeah, Cheryl Crow should win. I hope she does. That's who okay. I voted for, and I think that's who deserves to move on. I I have split so far and yet have one but one vote to give. So <laughs> um, we will we will see see how that goes. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I I definitely enjoyed uh, this rem album a little more after listening to one of our favorite podcasts um are you talking rem remy it did make me appreciate mm-hmm. it more so mm-hmm. there there Big is time. that but, but well um yeah we'll see we'll see and uh, oh. it definitely like that listening to that podcast got me way more into like early rem like yes. i i love rem now mm-hmm. it's just this is kind of like doesn't interest me mm-hmm. i will say though i i like how you how you vote that's how I always vote for, during the presidential elections. I'll just immediately, I, I use my two identities. One one for Democrat, one for Republican. And then the third one, that's where I really have to like, think about it. Like, how do I actually want to vote? Yep. Right, right. Oh, boy. Oh, man. My dogs are excited for this next matchup. And I think, Ryan, that you'll be excited for this next matchup because I remember um, this poster uh, at your parents' house, we've got uh, Tori Amos. Well, not maybe the mm-hmm. specific poster, but a, a Tori mm-hmm. Amos poster. Tori Amos, I can't talk. Boys for Pele uh, up against Nas. It was written. So, um, yeah, what are you thinking here, buddy? This is, I mean, it, it's not a tough one in the sense that I think Boys for Pele is Tori Amos's masterwork mm-hmm. like i think it's her best album and i think it's one of the great albums of the 90s so i don't think and, and i don't think Nas's it was written is one of the great albums of the 90s his first album illmatic mm-hmm. is you know that's mm-hmm. kind of his magnum opus mm-hmm. um and this kind of was looked at as like a you know quote unquote like sophomore slump or whatever you hmm. know it's kind of like a a disappointing mm-hmm album critically speaking that being said at the time when it came out i was a huge fan of this like i i've listened to this album front to back many many times and like Mm -hmm. the songs the the first big single um um 
If I Ruled the World with Lauren Hill mm-hmm. um, was a banger, like really, really good song, totally holds up. And um, Street Dreams uh, with uh, the music video that used uh, like a, it was kind of like a, a pastiche mm-hmm. of Casino. Okay. Uh, the movie yep. Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, but very cool music video. And that was kind of like the beginning or peak maybe of like um, East Coast rappers being like trying to do like the uh, mafia thing. Like mm. the making that kind of... Um, you mean... The switch, where it wasn't just, like, gangsters, like, we're street gangsters, but, like, we're rich, yeah. and we have, like, we're, we're full-on, like, um, the Godfather, yeah, you know. We'll, we'll, de- we'll definitely be talking a little more about that throughout this, uh, this episode here. I think that's going to come up <laughs> again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was written I really like. If it wasn't up against Boys for Pele, I very well may vote for it. But Boys for Pele is great, so. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tori Amos's third album, and it debuted at number two. That's always, uh, you know, a good thing to see right away. Uh, Jen, were you were you uh, an early Tori Amos fan? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm an always Tori Amos fan, so oh, yeah. I agree. This is one of the best albums of the '90s <laughs> as a whole, not just like one of my favorites from '96, like. Totally. I think this would have a spot if our bracket was all of the 90s albums. So oh, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, um, definitely yeah. voting and, for that. And, you know, so Nas, we did get to see his short-lived uh, super group, The Firm, on this album. Yep. <laughs> Don't forget about them. Um, next up, we've got uh, Fiona Apple's debut title. Mm-hmm. Up against Sublime's uh, self-titled Sublime. Uh, going to be a very interesting matchup. That here, is a I tough think. one. <laughs> because um, I'll admit, I'm definitely one of those people who have uh, multiple times in my life gone back and forth from loving Sublime to loathing Sublime. <laughs> yeah. And then back to loving it. And then like, no. It's re- and, you know, it, you can't deny that it's it's fun music. Uh, Catchy. And just the, the super hit uh, that mm-hmm. what I got was off of that. Um, and, you know. And the, Santeria. And Santeria, and, I mean, it, it <laughs> had a lot of good songs on it. Um, and obviously, you know, the story behind it, uh, Bradley Knoll unfortunately passing two months before the album was even released. This was their major label debut. They had released two uh, albums previously from smaller labels. So, um, but yeah, Fiona Apple's title, what mm-hmm. uh, an album right out of the gate. Um, it won, ended up so earlier. We talked about Cheryl Crow. She won um, best rock album and best female rock vocal performance in '97. Here's where it got weird. Fiona Apple won it. Uh, I can't remember which song it was for, but she won best female rock performance vocal mm-hmm. in '98 um, hmm. because because the last single was released uh, in '97. So um, yeah, Ryan, what do you think here? This one is, well, you know, I have some interesting things to say yeah. um, about Sublime Sublime. Um, one being, um, you know, if you remember me saying kind of previously about my history with non-hip-hop music from this era, like 
there were certain songs or artists or albums that like broke through to me mm-hmm. and like like Beck Odele, I bought on CD, which was like a big fucking deal. Like that <laughs> this gets like hip hop cred that I would buy this on CD. Sublime Sublime, I bought on tape. Mm, nice. Wow. So that was like a that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um but since then, they kind of, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, for people who are kind of our age, they were so fucking massive. I mean, especially mm-hmm. for, like, potheads. Mm-hmm. They were, like, well, uh, Led Zeppelin, you they know? Span, mm-hmm. They span genres. They, it was the potheads. It was the jocks. It was the, it was the, the Rastafarians. Boys. The Rastafarians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It um, really, it, I think this this is kind of bordering on, uh, on you know, like what Jen was talking about last week with Dave Matthews' band almost. Yeah. Yeah. The, but yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Ryan. No, 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 it's totally fine. But yeah, they were just so huge. And like immediately, like after this album became big, like in... 97 98 i remember like mm-hmm. people being like oh that's not even the good stuff have you heard <laughs> right. 40 ounces to freedom you know like um <laughs> and then it was probably like in the early to mid 2000s when i had my big switch on sublime <laughs> when i was like oh i really hate this like not only do i hate this music but i really hate like everybody involved with it like yes it's kind of a good it it became kind of like a um a meter on whether or not i liked somebody or whether or not i wanted to have a conversation with them about music it it, like sublime is probably my most hated band somehow Um, somehow we ended up in a band together (laughs) (laughs) um but Anyway, uh, Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. <laughs> I also bought Title. Title I bought on CD, mm-hmm. actually. Um, and you know, she definitely right out of the gate, especially I think with this first album, had some big like R and B songstress like Sade kind of vibes, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, I loved her first couple singles, um, and. You know, I think all the singles on this album are like impeccable, Mm -hmm. Um, especially for pop songs. I don't think she ever really um, got back to this level of like pop, pop song, pop success, really, you know, ever since she's kind of just been expanding artistically. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think undoubtedly she's gotten better with. You're right. Like Extraordinary Machine is definitely like the best Fiona Apple album i'd say but but this one is so listenable like yeah yeah yep i think there's a reason why like you know she hasn't really had any billboard hits Mm -hmm. since this album i don't think you know yeah because she she just kind of like abandoned this um form of songwriting pretty much right away and was like all right now that i got that out of the way Mm -hmm. i'm gonna become like crazy artist and like just do whatever I want and try to push the envelope and like become more and more of like a genius which she (laughs) has and you know I think you know Fiona Apple is my wife's favorite artist she was just saying the other night we had a discussion um, outside of First Avenue about like how this is so hard now the whole like going to a concert and standing and whatever and she was like I would do this any day for Fiona Apple. Like, I would pay $1,000 mm-hmm. 
for a ticket to see Fiona Apple if she came back on tour. And I feel the same way about Tori Amos, mm-hmm. too. Like, if I had a chance to see her in concert, I would pretty much pay whatever and be in whatever kind of conditions mm-hmm. just to, like, experience that, you know? But, yeah. Anyway, title. Gotcha. Is the answer. I, th- I think that's where you're going to be leaning. Jen, uh, familiar with these albums? Yes. <laughs> it would have been hard not to be familiar, at least with these albums. <laughs> right. Well, um, I know you were a criminal back in the day. So I was. This, that single really spoke <laughs> to you. I mean, I was at that party. <laughs> the music video. <laughs> Half-dressed, super, like, greasy for some reason. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, you, real quick, I gotta say, so Ryan, the way you brought it up, it, it, the, the whole Sublime thing, another band I kind of think of took that or had that same path where people were always saying, oh, you got to listen to their... Blink-182 kind of did the same thing a few years later where they had that big, huge record, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, no, you got to go back and listen to their first two records. Oh, yeah. But so, and again, that was just a few years later, all around the same time. But Jen, um, go on, please. Sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, Steve definitely owned the Sublime album, my husband Steve. <laughs> And I definitely, like, owned and listened to the Fiona Apple album. So I imagine we'll probably be voting differently here, too. I don't think I don't think he's switched back and forth so much on Sublime as as y'all have. Um, but but yeah, like, I, I definitely liked the Sublime songs. Um, but but the Fiona Apple album is amazing. And I think it's so cool that this was like, you know, her debut album, and we're talking about how, oh, this is the most, like, commercial with the most, like, kind of radio hits on it. But she managed to do this, and it's so totally different from what the other, like, commercial singer, like, female singers were doing. Like, hold this up to right. something Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera was doing around yeah. the same time, and it's just so different. And the fact that she could do this music how she wanted to and have this completely unique thing going on and then go more unique which is even cooler but to start here and be able to hold her ground and have this album at a time when other young women were not able to make an album like this is really cool (laughs) i just i i was imagining you and steve like debating this matchup in a few days and steve getting really angry and like digging deep in the closet he's like i'm getting my board shorts i'm getting my hacky sack out yeah i'm getting my rock my visor i don't care i don't care what you say <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah i'm gonna go throw some disc yeah when I get <laughs> guys want to go play some ultimate <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, we got a we got a couple of big debut albums, um, completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, Jay Z's "Reasonable Doubt" up against uh, our only country or true country uh, entry, Leon Rhymes' "Blue," mm-hmm. um, which, again, for a country album at the time, was just huge. Um, made it to number three on the Billboard charts. I mean, the overall yeah. Billboard. Uh, 200 album chart uh so it's gonna be again i think an interesting matchup a lot of people leanne rhymes obviously the shorter career um but uh like you kind of alluded to ryan a few weeks ago a great album from jay-z but not necessarily his best uh front to back no and you know i think that it's 
it might be my favorite just because it's, you know, the nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that he definitely grew a lot, um, you know, in the early to mid 2000s. He kind of like had his quote unquote peak, you know, Um, but this is an amazing album. I still Mm -hmm. think, you know, I, I just out of curiosity, I looked at a bunch of different lists of people ranking the jay-z albums Mm -hmm. and this was pretty much number two Mm -hmm. on every list and the Mm -hmm. blueprint was number one on every list so this is universally thought of kind of as being like one of his best albums Mm -hmm. um but and and this is also i think universally thought of as being one of the great 90s hip-hop albums and like um it was kind of a turning point for hip-hop i think and i think people knew right away listening to it like uh i don't know who this dude is but he's got some like major chops Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. a great voice and uh you know he just had talent that like hadn't really been seen i think since nas first debuted you know as far Mm -hmm. as like just somebody coming on the scene and right away like wowing people you know yeah um but there's i do have a couple like qualms with with the album i think there are a couple weak points i -hmm. think it's very front loaded i think that like the first eight songs are like flawless and then the last like if it was a side a side b thing Mm -hmm. i think side a is like perfect and side b is very imperfect you know Mm -hmm. um but I also, there's, um, this is one of those, I I don't know how many examples of this there are in Mm -hmm. hip hop or in music, but his debut single was called Dead Presidents. And it was amazing. Like, I loved it. That was the first thing I bought from him, like pre Reasonable Doubt's release. He, Mm -hmm. He released like a maxi single, you know, with like six songs on it, like a few different versions and instrumental and whatever. And... I bought that and I loved it. I memorized it. And then Reasonable Doubt came out and it was, they had Dead Presidents 2 on it, which was Mm -hmm. like the same beat, but all different lyrics. It was almost like a sequel Mm -hmm. to Dead Presidents. So I feel like Dead Presidents 1 is far superior than Dead Presidents 2. And if that would have been on the album, it would have made it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Anyway, that's a small qualm. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> said you said but like four or five times, and every time I was like, he's gonna say, actually, Leon Rhymes is my favorite album. <laughs> but actually, Leon Rhymes is the viral sensation of the '90s that we all knew. <laughs> no, um, it was. I mean, it was a huge like. It was a almost one of those inescapable. Albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jen, Jen, it, do you remember? Oh, oh yeah. I, 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 just real quick, I don't really have a ton to say about Leanne Rhymes because I've never heard this album before. The only song I know from this album is Blue. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I feel like this is one of the original like viral sensations, like pre, oh, yeah. pre-YouTube viral hits where yeah. like everybody was like, have you heard this girl? Um, yeah, this can, like, like itty bitty little like... 12-year-old yeah. sing like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I heard of her, like, in that sort of mm-hmm. context before I even heard the song Blue, you know? 
And then you heard that, and it was like, whoa, shit, she's really good. <laughs> and then she won all the Grammys. Yeah. Jen, Jen, Jen would you agree? I So I, I like to call this a, a Target album. <laughs> yeah. You would go oh, into Target, and, like, just um, one wall would be <laughs> all copies of this. <laughs> yeah, but despite that, also, like, Ryan was saying, I mean, I don't know anything of, I don't listen to Jay-Z particularly, to Beyonce's husband. I don't know about Beyonce's husband's different albums. So... <laughs> So I don't have an opinion on there. But Ryan was saying that it's one of the best hip-hop albums of the 90s. I don't think anyone is saying Leanne Rhymes' Blue is one of the best country albums of the 90s. You know, mm-hmm. like, it was really? sold, like, huge, like, but I don't think anyone thinks it's, like, particularly good or anything new. Like, she has, like, she is maybe in the discussion for some of the best, like, vocally singers in country music. Okay. And country music 100% yeah. has a lot of the best female singers there. Um, and Leanne Rhymes, there is no doubt that she has an amazing voice. But I feel like the album itself is like when you have a corporation make an album, you know? It was... Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. And I, I you kind of convinced me because it had a, a few really, really big songs. And I was trying to remember other stuff off of it. So I, I played it on Spotify mm-hmm. today. And every t- I just I kept skipping songs. It, a lot of filler. Yeah. There was a few really... And again fantastic voice not taking away mm-hmm. from her talent no no she is a, a great singer for sure and right. like a super adorable like she was super young and it's cute and mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah it was it was definitely the biggest country album of mm-hmm. 96 yes i think it was just kind of a down year but does anyone country. think it's one of the best though like yeah i was gonna right, say there's right. a difference between biggest and best yes. right 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 you know because yeah i mean obviously like 93 94 were were huge years for big country albums mm-hmm. 96 not so much but um, um, definitely well go ahead there another thing too like you talking about target target albums <laughs> i think of that too as walgreens albums or like yes. you know <laughs> checkout register album yeah, like, yeah hey this is the album that uh your your cousins were talking about or this is the album you you heard your nephew talking about at christmas like mm-hmm. they it's just like meant for like impulse buys for people who don't normally buy music, you know. It's the album yeah, grandma's yeah. gonna give you for Christmas. That too, she... yes. <laughs> just buy three. They're only twelve ninety nine. Well, and I think this album was really for people who didn't listen to country music. Totally, but yeah, it to was, it get it. Oh, I've heard of that you. one, girl. She has an amazing voice. And this and was the it. beginning mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. That, yeah. That country into pop crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple couple more matchups here uh we have uh maxwell maxwell's urban hang suite um up against uh pearl jam's no code uh this was pearl jam's fourth album and uh kind of one of those again you know a little bit like weezer and a little bit like mm-hmm. uh with rem uh new adventures in Hi-Fi, where at the time not necessarily super commercially successful um but um uh, over time has kind of gained that cult status uh this one came out right right after pearl jam had kind of been in that very very public fight with Ticketmaster and and not using Ticketmaster, and it had taken a lot out of them uh the band members were not really getting along at this point um and a new drummer came in and that's kind of what what saved the band is they all mm-hmm. like were we got to be on our best behavior in front of our new drummer <laughs> so um we're able to put out no code 
Um, no, like, huge, huge singles off of it, but it, it, it debuted really, really high and then kind of just started to falter off. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a big, huge Pearl Jam fan, but I don't know where I rank this in their uh, albums. But, uh, Ryan, how about Maxwell? Tell us, tell us a little bit about Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite. Sure. Um, this album is incredible it's um you know uh one of the all-time great like um love making albums it's Hence definitely why I'm not familiar like, with it it's it's, it's full on that's why like, god boy doesn't music. know this one too well no it's and, and you know i and that's why i it's it's adult music you know what i mean it's not it's not pop music and like it, it didn't have any like crossover success at all. It was fully like an R and B album meant for adults. You know? <laughs> like, fuck jams. Yeah. Uh, but it, um, there's listening to it from beginning to end. It's very much like an album and it's great. It's mm-hmm. got a great flow to it. Great. Like instrumental intro. It kind of feels like a concert. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, the entire thing's just great for humping. <laughs> um, and he was kind of like, I think now he's kind of thought of as like the 90s. I'm, this is the second time I'm referencing Sade, but he's kind of like the 90s version of Sade almost, you know, to what Sade was to the 80s, you know. Um, like where I think now he's kind of, people will use his name sort of to mean like, you know, sexy music, like, oh, we'll just go home, put on some Maxwell, light some candles, you know what I mean? Um, I but, know what Kaylee's getting for her birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, the, it's loaded with great songs. It's all very, like, smooth, funky, jazzy. Um, he's got amazing vocal talent. Um interesting story i saw him after his second album came out i believe um and you told might... him life is a winding road no i t- yeah <laughs> yes that and he was like well, i don't know what you're talking about he slapped <laughs> me in the face <laughs> um no i uh i it was after his third album came out i apologize and uh it was at the state theater and he uh, his opening act was one Alicia Keys, ah. who had just released her first single. Um, so that was kind of cool. Is I saw Alicia Keys as an opening act, like as she was like a brand new artist, and I also saw Usher when he was an opening act when he was like a brand new artist, open for Mary J. Blige. Um, but anyway. Um, I digress. <laughs> Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite is great. Um, no Code, I think, is really underrated. When you look at the songs mm-hmm. that are on there, um, Jeremy and Evenflow, I think, are two of their best songs. <laughs> the fact that those are both on that album is... Um, what, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm, do trying, to I'm trying to do a bit. I'm trying to do a bit. 
I thought so, but it was it it was too earnest. You were too good at it. <laughs> I was like, I can't let him do this to himself. <laughs> Ryan, you're wrong. Those aren't on this album. Those are their two biggest hits, Ryan. <laughs> you're like, um, I love I love Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I love Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yeah. Just Baba O'Reilly, this album has it all. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I've never even heard of No Code before oh. this tournament. Um, but I've heard of Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I'll be voting uh, and, for Maxwell. And I don't blame you. A different time and place, I think, um, or in the, in somewhere else in the multiverse, there's a Ryan Barrett that is really, really into Pearl Jam. Yeah. <laughs> You you had you decided to have a chicken salad sandwich one day instead of a tuna salad sandwich and everything changed. Yeah, uh, butterfly effect. Jen, Jen, do do you even want to touch uh, this matchup? Well, I've never heard of Maxwell, but now I'm going to like download oh, that boy. album, and Steve and I have plans for next Saturday night, so <laughs> we'll give it a test run. Um, all right. Yeah. We're all and, synchronized. And Pearl Jam, like, I definitely, like, I didn't recognize when I looked at, like, the album list from this one, I didn't recognize any of the songs, particularly. Mm-hmm. When I think of Pearl Jam, I always think of this one episode of Clarissa Explains It All, where she has tickets to see Pearl Jam, but that she's supposed to hang out with her grandmother that night. And her grandmother <laughs> says, well, you could just go see your, like, go jam with your friend Pearl some other night, right? And... <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it was a, I mean, Clarissa explains it all. Had like a lot of fantastic jokes, yeah. Um, but yeah, that one definitely like holds a space in my head, and that's what I think about every time someone mentions Pearl Jam. So the, that's all I got. The one thing that kind of keeps this album relevant is the fact that, that Pearl Jam is one of those bands that literally you could hear any song from any album on any given night on their tour. They they really do like to mix up their set list, so mm-hmm. it. You know, I I personally like that. I like when bands can keep all of their songs relevant, but sometimes bands don't have enough songs that are good (laughs) to to mix them all up together. So I I get it. I get it both ways. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think, uh, again, I think this is going to be uh, Maxwell very well known for some of the Pop-Tarts and maybe not so known. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and again, this is probably the least known Pearl Jam album. So it... Could be a surprise. It could be we the most just not have got. anybody vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all too busy fucking. Me and you. Yeah. One to one tie. They're listening to Max. They're like, oh, they're like, oh, I'll try this uh, Maxwell, and then they, yep. Everybody's fucking. Uh, yeah. Last, they forget up. to vote. <laughs> I I am excited to. Uh, I'm excited about this matchup, but very excited for one half of it. Uh, we have. Tupac, all eyes mm-hmm. on me, up against Bell and Sebastian's "If You're Feeling Sinister." Um, this was Bell and Sebastian's second album, uh, Tupac's fourth and last before um, he uh, was murdered. Um, excuse me. I'm less familiar with the Bell and Sebastian album, but I do uh, really, really enjoy the song "Like Dylan in the Movies." Um, you know, it's a so this is early indie pop. Yeah, I guess you know, really, 
where <laughs> that that was a genre that that became huge in the early to mid 2000s but uh, very very early indie pop here and, and really a really fun fun album uh but tupac all eyes on me oh my gosh it's a double album we've had a few of them in this tournament it debuted at number one um it had four singles which uh was the most uh, uh so a lot of rap albums at the time didn't have singles. They, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of popular songs. But um, a California Love, I think, is just mm-hmm. inescapable when when you're talking about rap in the '90s. Uh, Two of America's Most Wanted uh, with Snoop Dogg, absolutely love that. And um, I Ain't Mad at You was always my apology song <laughs> <laughs> to people. <laughs> I, <laughs> Classic. I just. I, I forgot to I forgot to uh, you know bring in the garbage so I I just I'd say mom come here I got to play this video for you <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry please don't be mad at me <laughs> um, but yeah I so I definitely even though I was a weird kid growing up out in the sticks Tupac I had a lot of friends that were really into Tupac so I'm like I'm gonna be into Tupac and I mm-hmm. absolutely loved loved this album. Uh, it was, I was definitely influenced by the whole uh, East Coast West Coast uh, battle. I, I only liked West Coast rap, so again, another reason I'm less familiar with a lot of the East Coast Bad Boy Puff Daddy stuff um, that we've included in this tournament. But um, Ryan, I know we kind of differ a little bit, but I know you enjoyed this album. What do you think here? Oh, I mean, All Eyes on Me is incredible. It's, I think that it, I I wonder, I feel like most of the time these huge double albums would be better if they were like pared down a little bit. Yeah, like one really good single album. album. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like there's like, this is already kind of a legendary album, Mm -hmm. um, but I think it could have been like one of the great albums of all time Mm -hmm. if they, if, if he would have left off some of these and just made the album definitely, 75 minutes long definitely weaker on disc two like di- disc one is the is the killer the thriller and disc two is the filler yeah so um but yeah there's there's a lot of great songs that i really really loved despite me being more of a fan of the the east coast mm-hmm. rap but um yeah i mean they've got it, it's there's uh, not even just the hits. I mean, the right. hits are great on this album, but, honestly, but like the deep cuts are amazing on this album too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, my favorite song on the album was "How Do You Want It." Mm-hmm. Um, Casey and as Jojo. Far as like, yeah, yeah, that song was such a banger, such a great like stripper song. <laughs> um, great video. That was one of the first like I remember that video had like a uncensored version mm-hmm. yes. and i think it it came on the the single like if you bought the ten dollar version of the single it had like a cd-rom and it something <laughs> play in your computer yes. oh. and it had the unedited video which was just like you know naked women at a strip club dancing <laughs> but i remember being like uh you know 15 or 16 that that was pretty much like gold yeah yeah I mean, it was like going from watching the Spice Girls wannabe video to that yeah, right. was like a pretty huge jump forward. 
<laughs> that was pretty much like me landing on the moon. Now, <laughs> this was this was I would call this more of a Best Buy Sam Goody CD, where at the end yes. on the end caps mm-hmm. they would have multiple copies of this. Not not at Target, yeah. not so much. No. Um, but yeah, Bell and Sebastian, uh, Jen, are you familiar with the with the? Well, Irish yeah, I mean, Scottish I've been in a college dorm room before, so I've definitely heard some <laughs> Bell and Sebastian. And I don't think it sounds as good when you're not in a college dorm room. Like I feel like that's that's where you listen to Bell and Sebastian, um, and it's a great college dorm room like album. You know, it's yeah, it's great. But I think Tupac's got like this is one that might win the whole thing. So it could, yeah, it's a. It's definitely could be sneaky. Could be <laughs> sneaky. I, and, and just real quick about Bell and Sebastian, I yeah. this is one of those. I mean, Bell and Sebastian as a band is one of those bands that like I feel like I've just they've always been on my radar as like I really need to like dig into their catalog <laughs> more. Yeah. I know that I should, <laughs> and I just never have. And like all the stuff I've heard from them, I really love. I just haven't taken the time to like really dig in the reason that um they're on this list i think for all of us is because this is uh according to everybody um in like music criticism and like pop culture criticism this is one of the best albums of 1996 Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i feel like it it would be unfair of us to not put it on this list Mm -hmm. just because we don't know it yeah yeah and i've like i said i've been i've been listening trying to go back and, and listen to it a little more um and it is it's it's fun you know mm-hmm. soft good soft voice harm harmonic mm-hmm. but uh, acoustic pop music yeah and yep. I, again i'm i'm here for it but how it's tough for me to distinguish it from some of that other acoustic pop mm-hmm. music and, and, mm-hmm. and you know all that the harmonies and stuff so I don't know. I, I I'm glad you guys agree that that Tupac could go far in this tournament. Um, I I just checked again. We're still still tied. Oh still wow! Tied to REM Cheryl Crow. Whew. Might have to get your burner accounts out. <laughs> <laughs> I I've, I've seen Ryan. He's been checking his phone. I'm I'm guessing he's signing into <laughs> all of his burner accounts right now. So. Um, I think that's it for this week. We're a few minutes long, so I won't belay the the time anymore. Um, Ryan, you got anything else? I do not. Jen, do you got anything else? Uh, everyone needs to get kittens. I think that's what yes. the point of this. Helps. We can get more people involved in cat chat. Yeah. All right, yes. Kittens we we for need everyone. to all get more active on the scratching post. <laughs> <laughs> get on the scratching post. Um, cool. Well, then for everybody out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. <laughs> Bye, friends. Hit them up. <laughs> Thank you.